Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and just give honor to Bishop and Sister McGee, because he obeyed the voice of God in his life. And because of that, here we are today. And he has invested in prayers and in time in every single one of us. I give honor to Pastor and Sister McGee, who now carry the burden of being pastor and pastor's wife. They're doing a phenomenal job. And I have great figureheads to look up to. And, of course, Brother and Sister Mason, who invested in me as, (laughs) in those days, (laughs) when I was younger, and have really helped to shape and influence my spiritual walk with God. And I give honor to my parents who raised me, and more than telling me what to do, it was their example that helped me be here today. And I give honor to my wife. Uh, I'm just very grateful to have her, that God would see fit to put me with a woman as incredible as her. So. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I do not have a scripture to start us off with. Uh, so if you could just bow your heads and say a prayer with me before we get started. Lord, we love you, God. And God, I thank you for our opportunity to be here in your house, God. I pray you anoint my mind and anoint my lips, God, to minister this word that you have given, God. Open our ears, open our understanding, God. Let us hear it. Let us receive it, God. Let the word, God, do what you would have it to do, God. Lord, to help us, God, grow in boldness, God, to use the voices that you have given us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, God. And, Lord, we give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name. You can go ahead and be seated. I was joking around uh, before service how I have like an hour and a half worth of notes, so everyone just kind of buckle in. But this, this is it, all three pages. <laughs> so if it is an hour and a half, it's because God decided to move through me. <laughs> but with only a voice, all of creation appeared. Just a voice calmed the stormy waters. A voice brought a dead man back from the grave. A voice called out 12 different men and radically changed their lives forever. With just a voice... God has done wondrous things. There are many voices in this world, and not a single one of them is insignificant. Each and every voice is handcrafted by God himself. And each one holds a place, it has purpose, and your voice is valuable. Tonight, for just a few minutes, not an hour and a half, (laughs) I just want to share with you a revelation God gave me one evening while I was studying the minister here on a Wednesday night. Some of you may have heard it before, and I just want to expand more on it because just because God gave it to me doesn't mean it should stay with just me. And I feel like it's something that we all need to hear. But what God said is that he wants to use my voice just exactly the way it is. That revelation hit me hard because it was exactly what I needed. Because I'm not a preacher. 
I'm more reserved. I'm not good at public speaking, let alone preaching fire down from heaven. Everyone's just feeling the Holy Ghost rush through. People running, shouting. You know, I, in my mind, that's kind of what I picture someone standing behind an apostolic pulpit should be. And that was working up a lot of anxiety in me because that's just not me. But while I was stressing out about it, you know, it's amazing how God will answer a prayer when not even praying. Because I was stressing, and God was moving. And God spoke to me, and he just reminded me of Moses. Moses was a man who was called by God to speak to Pharaoh and to set the Hebrews free and do many other amazing things on top of that. But Moses had one really big problem with that. He was slow of speech. And he didn't believe that his voice was going to be good enough. What Moses was failing to grasp and to understand was that God wanted that voice. God wanted the stutter or the slow of speech to do everything he planned on doing. Moses did go and still do amazing things. But it turned out it was his brother Aaron that did the talking. Because Moses was so afraid and just refused to let God use his voice that God said, fine, I'll bring your brother Aaron. And even though everything did work out, God wanted to use Moses' voice as it was, not Aaron's, even though it seemed like it was the better voice just because it was more clear. What we think is better, we're so limited. Like, we don't really know. We don't grasp what God is going to do with what he has given us. When God gave me that thought of Moses, I realized he was telling me that my voice, it was enough. And my voice, just the way it is, is the voice he wanted to use. So I stopped stressing out about how I thought I should preach. And I ministered with the voice that he gave me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And you see, it's not just this voice here, not just mine that God wants to use. It is your voice, too. He wants the bold voice. He wants the soft one, the loud one, the stuttering one, the smart one, the average one, the pretty one, the ugly one. The voice that you have, the way you have to communicate with the world around you, that is the voice God is wanting to use. And I know on my background for the title slide, it shows a microphone. And maybe you're thinking, I mean, something like this up here. Your voice is more than just being behind a microphone. Your voice is what you're putting on social media. Your voice is how you are responding to an angry customer. Your voice is how you interact with people and life all around you. God didn't tell Moses that he was going to need to change his voice. God told Moses to use his voice. And God would have done amazing things through that voice if Moses had just been bold enough to trust God. No stutter or slow of speech can stop what God is doing. But a lack of availability can cause hundreds of souls to not receive what God is trying to do. Instead of us thinking that our voice isn't enough, we need to start telling ourselves that God has given us the voice to match his calling. Or at the very least, even if that seems like it's too much right now, 
that he's going to cause our voice to grow and mature into his calling. God really does know exactly what he's doing when he calls us to speak or do something for his kingdom. I didn't start out being able to stand up here. But God knew his calling for me, and he worked through pastor to help me get up here to do jump starts on Sunday nights, take me outside of my comfort zone, little steps, helping my voice to mature and to grow. And because of that, I can not only speak here, but I'm, I'm more bold in other areas of my life because more and more I'm trusting what God is wanting to do and trying to do through me. God wanted Moses with his stutter. He wanted Esther. Even though she was afraid the king was going to take her life if she came before him and spoke. He wanted Peter with his way of talking brashly and without thinking. He wanted Noah, even if the people didn't want to listen. He wanted Jonah, even though Jonah liked faith that the people were even going to listen to him. God wanted David the shepherd boy. And where everyone else was just looking and seeing the runt of the litter, someone who's almost less than nothing, God saw a mighty warrior and a king. When David made his stand for the Lord, as that run to the litter, he was a no-name nobody. And he certainly wasn't that warrior or that king that he was going to be. He was just a shepherd when he made his stand. His voice was insignificant to those around him. But that was the voice God wanted to use. And since David made himself available... God was able to take down a giant and defeat an entire army. And let's go ahead and take a look at the other names I mentioned. Moses went from hiding in a desert as a fugitive to leading an entire nation. Esther was just a Hebrew girl without parents. But she became a queen, and God gave her courage to speak up, even risking her own life in the process to save an entire Hebrew nation from genocide. Peter was just a fisherman with kind of a rough way of talking. He just said what he thought, and he always acted without thinking. That's Peter. And yet Jesus wanted him and his less than refined voice to spread the gospel and answer one of the most important questions ever asked. What must we do to be saved? And this is where we get our scripture that we lean on so heavily, Acts 2, 38 and 39, then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Peter, a fisherman, who was very low of status, was not looked up to by the spiritual world, and yet God called him out. He made his voice just the way it was, available to God. And God used that voice. And here we are still quoting what he said 2,000 years later. Mm. What God can do through an available voice. Noah was simply a man with a family. And he loved God with all he had. And from what we see in the word, not a single soul beside his family listened to him when he was warning of the flood. But there was nothing wrong with his voice. The world died, but his family was saved. Family can be the hardest voices or the hardest souls to win sometimes. 
but your voice might be the one to save them. They might hear you witnessing to somebody else. And your children that are beside you are going to hear you. And they're going to grow up hearing how much you love the Lord, how much, how important he is to you. And through that, they're going to be saved. Don't underestimate other people not listening to you. It might be that person's child was with them and heard you. It might be your child. Someone else might have overheard. And they might be saved years later or even just in that moment. Jonah was a man called out by God to witness to a city. And he got cold feet. I think most of us can relate to him. He faces the same thing I do, probably most of us here. The disbelief that anyone is going to hear this message. He did end up going to that city after some persuasion. And the whole city, they listened. The city that shouldn't have listened, they did. And they repented. His single voice of obedience caused a whole city to turn to God. Sometimes it's, it really is not that people don't want to hear. It's that none of us are making our voice available for God to use. Our city needs Jesus. And they need to hear about it from us because we know what it's like to truly have communion with God. To come in here and feel his presence overwhelming. To be broken down and to feel his comfort. To be able to stand upon his word. And while the rest of the world is drowning in their insecurities, drowning in self-hatred, drowning in everything that pulls them under, here we are standing upon a solid rock. They need our voice to reach out and to help pull them up. All these people we read about in the Bible, they're us. They lived in a different culture and time than we do. But human nature hasn't changed. They were just people living their daily lives. They had jobs. They had families. They had hobbies. They had pets. They had friends. And each and every one of them had a voice just like we do now. And just like us, they found themselves called by God to stand up and to speak out. Every single one of us are called to spread the gospel. The moment we hear it and we believe it, we are obligated to spread it to as many people as we can. We may not be called to spread it from a pulpit, but maybe in our daily conversation in our lives. We are usually the only Bible society around us is going to read. 10 to 20 years ago, most people knew Bible studies. Talk about Moses. Most people don't know who that is. Talk about Peter. I mean, the most they know is Jesus. That's just because he's using slang or with cussing. Don't underestimate a simple witness. Our lifestyles are just as much the voice God wants to use as our actual words. If you're more like me, I fear, because it's happened, getting into debates and arguments about Scripture. Because I don't like not having an answer. And when I'm in a debate, I get nervous. And I forget things. Uh, really, anytime I feel stressed, like when I'm up here. That's why I have everything typed out word for word. So, <laughs> But I get stressed out like that, forgetful. Pretty much anytime someone asks me a question about God or the Bible. 
And that's because it's such an important thing to answer well. And knowing that gets me stressed out. And I feel like I've never once done a good job explaining anything at all about the Bible to anyone. But I am still called by God with this voice, this nervous voice that I have. And all that nervousness, that's why I've got to keep reading the word. I've got to keep praying. I've got to keep fasting so that I'm going to be better equipped for the next time someone asks me a question about God. Or I just find the chance to be a witness, to bring it up myself. I'm still terrified that what I'm going to say is not going to be good enough. And I am pretty sure I'm going to forget things the next time I answer someone. Pretty sure next time I'm behind the pulpit, I'll forget to say something I meant to say. <laughs> but I'm praying about it and asking God to help me do better. And there's a lot of subtle ways he's doing that. that I just, I'm standing at all what he's doing. And it's amazing how being a boy who wouldn't talk to anybody. And if you catch me at the gym, I feel a little more at home because I'm, I'm there a lot. You know, it's like it's like home. I'm so much louder, and I'll talk to just anybody. I have no comfort zone there because I'm just everywhere. And, I mean, you, I'm, I'm one of the guys that will throw down a weight and scream. I mean, that's, that's me. And uh, it's, it seems insignificant and kind of annoying to people that don't lift weights. always talking about the gym. But it's something I wouldn't have done before. And it's something that God is using in my life to help me get a little more comfortable being a little more outspoken, being a little more comfortable doing things, and it's flowing over into other parts of my life. Don't doubt what God is doing in the normal things because those normal parts of our lives is just as much a part of your life as the spiritual part, and God is going to use it to be a witness to someone. I really don't know why God doesn't just make my mind to work fine all the time, even when I'm under stress. He could do it. I mean, he spoke, and all of this happened. <laughs> Why can't he just, you know, fix this up here for me? <laughs> but there is one thing I do know for certain, and that is he wants to use my voice just the way it is in this moment. There we go. <laughs> he wants this voice of mine. I don't need to change it. Only make it available for him to use. I need to keep up my discipline of praying and fasting, Bible study, actually being a witness, and leaving the rest up to God. I don't want to fail in my responsibilities. I can't really change my voice. You know, life circumstances and God moving through that will, but I can't make it change. But the things that I can do, I can prepare and be ready. And I don't want to fall short on that. If I do forget something I studied and prayed about, then I believe God knew it was not needed at the moment for that person or group of people. Or it's even to cause me to study it more so that I can come back later. Because maybe God was needing to work on that person's heart with what information I gave them at that moment. There are a lot of us that fear people rejecting our witness. We'll talk about our hobbies to someone and not care if they don't want to hear. We want to talk about this 
And we, me, just tight-lipped. Don't want to talk about it. Afraid to bring it up. Afraid people aren't going to hear it. But you know what? We are not responsible for the results. We are only responsible for using the voice that God has given us. To speak the truth and love as often as we can and let God take it from there. There was a man I ran into that I used to work with. Uh, Malin and I were just filling up with gas before we went to go see her parents. And I can't remember his name for anything. I'm terrible with names. But I recognized his face. And I just, oh, you know, hey, man, I just went up and talked to him. And he's one of those people who's going through the self-hating, depression. You look at him. My heart just broke for him. And looking back, I feel like maybe I could have said more, done something better, actually said, hey, come to church. But what I did, I really didn't think about what I was saying. I just, I put my hand on his shoulder. I'm like, look, man, you have a purpose. You're not an accident. God didn't sneeze and here you are. He made you with purpose and you have value. And then I just hugged his neck and I told him, uh, if you ever need anything, just contact me. And, you know, and myself, I just feel like maybe I should have done more, invited him to church or something. But I think God used just that because that was just what he needed right then and there. Mm. I don't know his name. But I do remember him, and I am still praying for him. He needs it. Because God does have something great in store for him. There's not a single one of us, not a single person we run into that was accidental. And the more we can show them that, the more we can be an anchor in the storm that's taken this world. And we can help pull people to the truth. We all have different voices. Different ways to communicate with the world around us. We have voices that sing. Not mine. We have voices that are witty. Voices that are bold and speak their minds and don't care what you think or how you feel. We have voices that simply speak with their actions. We have voices that are really quiet and don't say anything no matter how much you prod them. We have many, many different voices. And they're all okay. Your voice, however it is, that's what God is wanting. One person can speak with their mouth really well at home, but only with their actions at school. Some people speak really well with memes on Facebook. It's the way to communicate with the world around you. However it is that you communicate in each different moment of your life, let your voice, let your way of communication lead others to Christ. God will oftentimes lead us just a little outside of our comfort zones to reach someone or to do something. But trust in his calling and trust in the voice he gave you. And I'm just going to wrap this up. Brother Mace, if you could just come on up and start playing something, anything you have in mind. And if we could all stand and just go ahead and just come up towards the altar. Find a place where you're comfortable at where in a moment we can pray. Hmm. My 
amazingly awesome youth pastor, Brother Mason. He always told our youth group just three little words. Your choices matter. It was his mantra. He said it almost every single time we had Sunday school, we had youth group. He left us a simple but powerful statement that that I will never forget. There's only one thing I want to leave you all with. And that is use the voice that God has given you. And as Brother Mason starts to play and maybe sing something, if you could just find a place to pray, whether you just want to stand up, kneel down, whatever, just find a place to pray and ask for help in using the voice that God has given you. And have faith. Because your voice was handcrafted by God the way it is now. And that is the voice that is going to reach the souls around you. That is the voice God will use to be a soul winner. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.